Welcome to the English for Change podcast, a place for you if you are an ambitious English learner and you want to build a confident voice in English so you can make positive change for yourself and the world. My name is Ruth Whittle and I am an English language teacher. Join me here each week as we explore ways you can improve your English and your life and use your voice in English to speak about important global issues. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode where I'm going to be giving you seven expressions in English phrases to talk about language learning. This month in the English Changemaker Club, well actually in January last month, our theme was world languages and language learning. So these uh, phrases and vocabulary are coming directly from some of the things that we learned together. Some of the things that we learned from native resources, videos, articles that we read and watched uh, during the month for our classes. So yeah, I'm giving you a lot of great uh, vocabulary here that I think is useful that you can use in your daily conversations. Another thing I'm going to uh, discuss in this podcast is I'm going to share with you my favorite video and my favorite article from all of the things that we discussed in the Changemaker Club in January. So a bit of background about the club. Um, The English Changemaker Club is a group membership um, where I have members from all parts of the world now and uh, yeah, it's, you pay a monthly fee and you get access to different activities to help you improve your English, um, to build your confidence speaking English. And um, one of the main things is the six discussion classes. So we have six of them during the month. Um, and each discussion class, you need to listen or you, need, you have a video and an article to read and watch. And, um, and so that, that makes 12, 12 sources that we, that we watch and that we read during the whole month. So I'm going to give you my top two out of those 12 resources. So yeah, that's coming later. And I'm also going to show you a little way that you can use your voice in English to make an impact in the world, uh, how you can be proud of your English. So let's get into it. Um, so. There are seven of these phrases and, you know, you could be listening here. Maybe you are having a cup of tea. That's what I'm doing here. I'm having a green tea with um, with cherry. I think it's got like dried cherry and poppy. That's it. I love having different types of teas. If you know me at all, you know that I that I love tea and I like to speak about it on my social media as well because it's a big part of me. And um, I think in Ireland... I'm not sure. It's it's either between Ireland and the the UK who drinks the most tea, but usually it's one of one of those countries that drinks the most tea in the world per person. So um so yeah, tea is a big part of my my day really. I don't drink coffee, but I like to drink different types of tea, uh not always black, sometimes green, sometimes herbal tea. Uh, so yeah, that's enough about tea, but and then I'm, I'm, that's a bit off topic, but um, I'm sure I'm sure you don't mind hearing hearing my love of tea. So um, yeah, the the thing is, you could be listening to this sitting down um, with your cup of tea or coffee, but you probably more likely you're probably listening to this while you're doing something else like uh, going for a run 
cleaning the house, um, going to work, commuting to work, driving or taking the train. So um, don't worry about trying to write down all of these vocabulary that I will give you. You can download a free PDF um, in the show notes in after this podcast. So you'll have all of the vocabulary here. So just try to listen to these seven uh, phrases that I'm going to give you now. Uh, listen and hear the sentences and example sentences that I give. And then, of course, you can download the PDF um, after the class or after the class, not after the class, after this, after listening to this podcast episode. Okay, so I have arranged these phrases as well into a kind of a sequence, into a kind of a story to make sense uh, to talk about language learning. So number one is to conquer fears. So the the verb is to conquer. And um, I know in history you have have people in war, uh, kings and things like that. You had William the Conqueror. So conquer is really to um, to fight against something, to defe- defeat something. And we often say nowadays, not conquering people, but conquering our own internal um, demons, well, demons, our internal negative things, like our internal fears. So it's very common to say that you want to conquer your fears. So an example that you could use for this uh, phrase, for this verb Um, I'm trying to conquer my fears so I can be successful in my life. Or I'm trying to conquer my weaknesses in English, for example. I think to conquer my fears is a really, really good example because you're trying to defeat something, fight against it. And um, I know that it's, it's for sure. And I think it's one of the first things you should do when you feel stuck with your English is trying to conquer those fears eliminating that um, that fear, that, that lack of confidence um, and because you really need to, to get comfortable speaking and I know it can be hard and you can feel afraid but um, conquering the fear is, is really the beginning of learning a language. The second one I'm going to give you is a phrasal verb. Now this is something as well that, well as an English teacher we're always teaching phrasal verbs because they're a really useful way to to sound more like a native speaker because in English we have so many of these and it's a type of verb with a preposition or some other particle but mainly a preposition. Um, So for example to get up, to get up in the morning is is an example of a phrasal verb. Um, Sometimes it's hard to know the meaning of a phrasal verb just from the verb and the preposition. You kind of need to know it. And this one is quite advanced, but it's to muster up something. Muster. Maybe you can think of the food uh, mustard. Uh, I think it sounds like that and might be a good way for you to remember it. Uh, You can see the spelling in in the PDF, but to muster up something... It goes along with conquering your fears because mustering up something is really to try to find a certain quality inside yourself um, because you need to do something. So that's quite a long definition. But usually it's a feeling of courage, a feeling of energy, something positive that you need to find in yourself to move yourself forward, to make progress. So to muster up the courage to finally speak English in a group setting or in public. 
to muster up the energy to keep working, even though you're tired. Um, yeah, so thinking about some kind of positive energy and thinking about contrasting it, you know, to muster up courage, even though I'm afraid, to muster up energy, even though I'm tired. So that is a good one, a good second one, and it goes along with conquering fears and then mustering up the courage to do something even though you may feel still afraid. The next phrase is a noun and it is likelihood. So it means that something is probably or likely to happen because you have likely in there, but a likelihood. Um, So in terms of a sentence that could go with language learning, you could say something like, you could admit this to yourself, that there is a strong likelihood that I will not progress if I study alone. I need to attend a class to make progress. So yeah, it's a strong likelihood. So you can put an adjective like that in front of it. It's a small likelihood that uh, the pandemic will end before next week. It's a bit, it's, um, yeah, so it's a strong likelihood. It's a strong likelihood that I will not progress if I study alone. So I do need to find a class to help me make that progress. The next one is adjective. So this adjective is decent, decent, and it means good. It's a really good one to use with um, talking about a level, um, talking about kind of measuring something really. You could say somebody is decent. When you say that this person is decent, yeah, it means that he's a good person. And then if you have a decent level of English, it means that you have a good level of English. You're not like, uh, you're not bilingual, but you have a good, decent level, a solid level. So, you know, that would be a B1, B2. It's a decent level in the middle. So yeah, that is an adjective, decent. Number five, so we've done four of them. We have three more to go. So you're doing really well listening to this. Um, And yeah, and feel free to write them down. But of course, again, (laughs) as I remind you, you can can download that PDF for free so you can get them all. But uh, the next one is, um, it's an idiom. And I think it's a really useful one. It's definitely quite common. It is to count myself lucky or to count myself fortunate. And this means to consider yourself usually in a positive situation. So a question, I don't know, I think one of the the members made this question. It's a good one. Are there any specific examples in your life where you count yourself lucky? Or you could even say, I count myself lucky that I uh, speak um, a Latin language like Spanish or French because it's easier for me to learn another Latin language or even to learn English because there are some similarities. There are a lot of similarities. So I count myself lucky for this. I count myself lucky that I don't need to go to a real school to learn English. I can learn English from the comfort of my own home. I can learn English um, online. I can learn English in my pajamas, in my on my bed if I want, uh, with my English teacher. Yeah, it's amazing. So you can count yourself lucky for this 
access to the internet, this information, this education that you have. Then number six is a verb that often goes with this noun. It's to pose, to pose a challenge. And it means that it's presenting a challenge. Um, Almost facing a challenge is a good synonym. But to pose a challenge, uh, for example, what situations in your life pose a real challenge for you? So um, the things that pose a real challenge in, in English are trying to learn phrasal verbs and some of the pronunciation. That could pose a real challenge for you. So when you talk about learning a language, you can talk about the challenges and you can talk about what poses a challenge for you. And finally, number seven, this is a really important part of learning a language as you go along, as you have a good, you know, you start to have some kind of schedule, you attend classes regularly or you study regularly. Um, that this this verb and also uh, expression that it's good to track your progress. Um, it's it's good to stay on the right track. So to track means to follow your progress. And actually, a good example of this is I think it's called maybe I have the wrong, but basically in the pandemic, certain countries I know in the UK they had the trace and track um, application. So this was to um, to trace the where where the virus was if a person had COVID and to track it to, to track the progress or to track the um, whether this virus is going to spread with people and and um, you know if someone was traveling in an airplane they were able to trace um, where the virus had started and had infected other people. Um, to track that. So yeah, so um, an example of that would be taking a level test is a good way to keep track of my progress or to track my progress. So you can say both. You can say taking a level test is a good way to track my progress in English. But then also you can say to stay on the right track um, I like to um, to stay on the right track with my English. I like to get a regular test from a teacher or I like to get a regular assessment from a teacher so that I can stay on the right track with my English. So those are the seven uh, pieces of vocabulary. I hope you found those useful. I think they're really interesting and all of them are ones that you could definitely use Um, mainly in speaking, some of them in writing as well. Uh, So going on now to my favourite, my top video and top article from January in the club. Uh, What were my two favourites? So I'm going to tell you now and I'm going to leave all of this in the show notes um, so you have the link so you can go and check them out yourself. So one of them was a, a YouTube video uh, I think it was about 13 minutes long. It was it was a, a recording of a talk with the academic David Crystal. And the title was, Will English Always Be the Global Language? And I think I really liked this. And I, I know that uh, the members also enjoyed it because um, David Crystal, he has a very engaging uh, way of talking and presenting. 
he he's like you know in university your kind of favorite lecturer i i imagine he would have been my favorite lecturer in university um because he makes everything very interesting and i think as well he speaks in a very clear english he was saying himself that he he has a posh english but he also so posh is like the upper class english um so he was talking about this really interesting phenomenon about english being the the global language now and his predictions for the future he was saying that it's not going anywhere english it's it's increasingly getting bigger and bigger 2 billion people want to learn english <laughs> when i heard that statistic i thought i am in the right job i'm not going to um I'm not going to get go out of work because people don't want to learn English. I think there are so many people that want to learn English. Um, and talking about this idea of English being the global uh, language because it has become the, the language that countries talk to one another in. So it's the common language. Um, it's the language of institutions now with the United Nations. But he said it's quite recent um, that, you know, that English has been the, the global language. A thousand years ago, Latin was that language in, in Europe that was the common language. So it has changed. And he spoke about how um, American English has really taken over and you can see its influence in so many countries with, with the English being spoken. But he said in the future, and I really like this kind of term that he used, that um, all of the Englishes, because it's become so international, that our, the English will evolve and we will put, you can put something in the melting pot of English that um, whatever English you speak or whatever accent you have, we can mix it all together and we come out with um, this English that is going to be different. It's not going to be the British English that it, it originally was. And you can see that with American English. Also, he says with Indian English from India, because um, he was saying something about using the present continuous, that the way they use it is, is, is an interesting way and not the way that it's used in British English. So yeah, I really would recommend you check out that video. I think I've done quite a, a, an in-depth summary there, but um, it is a slightly older video, but I think it's still really interesting and relevant and an interesting thing to think about because I know so many of you are affected by this, are affected by the fact that you need to speak English to uh, speak with international colleagues, to do business, um, it is that common language. So, um, so many of you need it now. So, yes. And going on then to my favorite article. So this was a blog article and it was called 12 Rules for Learning Foreign Languages in Record Time. The only post you'll ever need. And it was from the blog Tim Ferriss. He's a real, really big entrepreneur productivity um, expert. And uh, he interviewed Benny Lewis, who is an Irish polyglot. So he speaks a lot of languages, a lot of different languages. I actually follow, follow Benny. Um, I have followed Benny for, for a number of years. I even also bought his book. And he gives some great tips on learning languages, um, also learning multiple languages. But his tips are really good. They're very, um, you know, not the conventional kind of ones, not kind of, you know, learning from a textbook. Uh, so some of the tips he says is learn the right words the right way. 
So, you know, learning the structure. Um, I'm just kind of having a look here to see what I could say um, that would be interesting. Yeah, so like interacting in your language daily without traveling. So it's really interesting. And this was also written uh, quite a while ago, but we, we've seen such a boom now with, um, with you know, the pandemic and, and everything going online. But he is talking here about how you don't need to spend time and money going to um and and you know an english speaking country or the country of your target language it is possible for you to surround yourself immerse yourself in english um on a daily basis through looking at radio or listening to radio um television uh different things that you can do online with your with your computer with um with searching with just immersing yourself in the language um another thing that he says that was i thought interesting yeah he was saying that some of the best um resources are free and he lists some of the best resources that he recommends so don't bother spending lots and lots of money learning but it's actually there's actually a lot of great free resources online he also talks about yeah about embracing your mistakes which is a huge thing you know really um not being afraid to make mistakes because that's a huge thing in learning a language and he also talks about setting smart goals which is something that I recommend a lot and I do in my goal setting every month um because I think it's 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 really powerful it it it's setting a goal but setting a goal that is more specific and uh will get you a more specific result so I'm going to leave that link in the uh show notes so you can check it out it's quite a long article but full of great tips and there's also a video that accompanies it so you can watch the video too okay so the last part I wanted to talk about was how you can use your voice in English to make an impact. And the thing I just wanted to touch on today was the idea of, you know, appreciating um, and loving your accent, whatever your accent is. Like your accent is a non-native English accent if you are learning English. But um, there is a huge conversation at the moment um, with the teaching community about the idea of native speakerism. And this is the idea that just because you are a native speaker, it doesn't make you, it doesn't qualify you for for th- certain things. Like, for example, being a native English teacher. Still a big interest in having a teacher who is a native speaker, but that shouldn't be their only qualification. And also non-native English teachers can be just as effective and also sometimes um, more appropriate for you because they really understand what it is like to learn English in particular, whereas native teachers don't. And um, and so for a long time, I think uh, native English teachers were given this um, greater respect and um, put on a pedestal, as I as I would say, you know, really looked up to, admired, and um, and it shouldn't be like that because uh, both native and non-native English teachers can make can be great teachers, but also with the accent. And I hear this from a lot of my students. They say, you know, I want to improve my accent. I want to have um, an English accent, and um, there you should. 
you should love your accent and you should appreciate um, your voice in English because as we see in the video with English being a global language, there are so many ways of, there are so many versions of English and um, and so yes, you should be proud of how you speak and not need to change yourself just to fit a certain very kind of limiting um, accent that is spoken by a tiny amount of English speakers. Actually, the fact is there are more non-native English speakers than native English speakers nowadays. So yeah, just embrace your accent. That's all I say. And help other people, give other people the permission or help other people realize that their accent is perfect and they are perfect just the way they are. They just need to get out of their way, conquer their fears, muster up the courage to speak and to um, and to use their voice in English. And uh, can I put any more uh, vocabulary in there? Um, I was just using some of the vocabulary from earlier. If you've been paying attention, you'll know that I was just using their conquer and muster up the courage. But yeah, that is all for, for this week, for this podcast. I'm so happy that you tuned in. Thank you for listening. Um, it's such a pleasure to, yeah, it's such a pleasure to create this podcast episode for you every week. And um, and if you like what I'm doing, I would love if you could support me with a cup of tea because, as I said, I do like tea. So there is a link there to buy me, um, buy me a coffee or buy me a tea. And also share it with a friend. You know, don't. Uh, be generous. And if you know, if there's someone you know that could benefit from this um, episode or from this podcast, please do share it on. It really helps me as well. And I want to help as many people as possible for free with this, with this podcast. Okay. So I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of English for Change. If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you could leave a review or recommend the show to a friend. See you next time.